1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. MoneyWise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. If you haven't heard it before, we are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach us on the telephone anytime by calling at 508-998-8858. So my question to you today is really simple. What is the largest, most valuable single asset that you own? Well, I'll give you the answer. It's your Social Security account. And you really need to start thinking about Social Security as being something that's a very valuable, large lump sum of money, and it's not just a monthly check that you're going to get. For most people, for most people listening today, it is your largest single asset. So today we're going to talk about Social Security, and with me this morning, Ray Lance, is Pete Lance, Peter Lance. I still can't say Pete Lance. That's all right. I'm used to it by now. I don't like it, but I'm used to it. It started when you were very young, and I would say, Peter... Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's what every parent does when they're upset with their child. Even my daughter, when she's really bad, I'll say, Charlotte Hazel Lance. <laughs> and does she say, Peter Charles Lance? No, she's not sassy enough to do that, <laughs> at least not yet. Well, welcome, Pete, and good morning, and thank you for being with me by my side. Uh, you've got my side, you've got my back, my uh, fellow Marine Corps buddy, my brother. Got your six. My son, you got my six. <laughs> what does your six mean? You don't know that? No. It's a military term. Tell me. So if you're standing in the center of a clock, what's directly behind you? Oh, okay. Six. You're six. Okay. Well, I've got your 12. Okay. <laughs> so, so you'll be behind me watching my, my backside. I'll watch your front side <laughs> and your backside. No, that's what we do, isn't it? Well, good morning and um, welcome to Money Wise, as I said. Today we're going to talk about Social Security. You know, we, do, we like to talk about this subject every once in a while because it's critically important. We find that probably 70 or 80 percent of the people make the wrong decisions about Social Security, when to take it, how to take it, and it makes a big, big difference. You just said uh, that the Social Security account for an individual can be. It's not necessarily always the case. Um, if somebody's a really good saver, then you know, their IRA account may be uh, larger than Social Security. But for most people, because most people are not savers, uh, the Social Security account is their single largest asset. Um, and in this case, I've actually got some numbers directly in front of me. Okay. Uh, this person is a, a real person, and I did their Social Security analysis. It's a very in-depth uh, five-page analysis. And this person's uh, primary Social Security benefit um, primary uh, amount is $1,600 a year uh, with the cost of living adjustment that automatically gets um, – actually, it's not automatic. Is that per to, year or per month? Uh, that's uh, per month. Okay. Uh, the annual benefit is about $20,000 a year. Uh, but if this person is who is now age 66 lived to age 80, for uh, just as an example, uh, they will receive a combined um, – benefits of $333,589. That's a lot of money. And that's why I say for most people, it's the largest asset that you own. And that's if they live to 80 and start collecting right now at age 66. Mm -hmm. If they decide to uh, put it off and collect at age 70, it's roughly an 8% increase per year. Uh, and they live to 81. 
or let's actually say 82, that account grows to over $406,000. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Well, it is for most people the largest single source of money they have and the largest source of income they have. And most people just don't get it right. There are some ways you can undo your decision if you made it too early. I know at least a half a dozen people that I've helped do that. They've come to a seminar when we've talked about Social Security or come into the office and said, yes, I just started my Social Security. I'm 62 years of age. It's my money. I can get it. Why shouldn't I take it at age 62? But there's a lot of basic decisions that you can make like that that can be wrong. So here's here's the first one. Uh, There's a concept called your full retirement age. And for most people, it's age 66. For some people, it's as high as age 67 if you were born more recently. We're not going to talk about the differences. We'd be happy to give you information and share that with you in the office. And what happens is if you are still working, you're still employed, and you haven't yet reached this full retirement age, and for today we're going to simply stick with age 66, then for every $2 you make over roughly $17,000 of income, they're going to take back a dollar out of your Social Security check. Eventually, you'll get it back and you'll make it up, but it also means you're not going to have the benefit of seeing these extra dollars necessarily right now. So you apply for 60, at age 62, but then they take the money back from you because you're making too much money, you're still working, and so you've basically shot yourself in the foot. What it means is because you started Social Security at a younger age, age 62, you're going to have a lower amount, and it's going to be at a lower amount for the rest of your life. The only time that we ever, ever recommend that someone start taking their Social Security benefits at age 62, um, there's, there's two reasons. And number one is they simply do not have any other funds, and they absolutely need it to survive. And they're not working. And they're not working. And the other is if they are, you know, expected to pass away soon, you know, if they're terminally ill or if there's a real history in their family of not living past, you know, 65 or 70. Right. So there are some times when even at age 62 or 63, maybe you should start collecting Social Security, but definitely not if you're working, unless you have one of these other unusual situations that Peter has mentioned So um, the longer you wait, the more you're going to get. If you can wait from age 62 to age 66, your full retirement age, you're going to collect about 7% more per year, and the level at which you start is going to continue to be high at a higher level for the rest of your life. So here's one way you can undo it, and I've done this at least a half a dozen times. Somebody has come in to see me or been to a seminar and said, gee, I just started taking Social Security a couple months ago. Do you think I should have waited? And we go through the analysis with them. And if you have made the decision to start Social Security, you can undo that within a one-year period. And you can put back the money that you've taken and stop taking Social Security and wait until a later age. You can suspend it, basically. And there's many, many different options. It's really something that you should come in and sit down and talk to us about. There's, you know, uh, questions about spousal benefits and there's, you know, a scenario. There's a lot of different scenarios where the spouse should collect on the other spouse's uh, Social Security benefits first before um, taking their benefits. So there's a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different options for you, especially if you're married. Yep, it's called a spousal benefit. We can teach you about that as well. Or even if you are not married but were married for at least 10 years and are now divorced. That's a whole different story. We'll come back to that one in just a minute. So 
if you've been married for 10 years, as Pete has suggested, um, and you're no longer married, you're divorced, you may have the right to go back and collect Social Security off the account of your divorced spouse. And we can help you through that one as well. In 1954, Dwight Eisenhower, who was then president of the United States, said, should any political party attempt to abolish Social Security, unemployment insurance, and eliminate labor laws and farm programs, you would not hear of that party again in our political history. So these benefits that we've become so used to and dependent upon are so critical to the support of our older population that we could not ever possibly eliminate them. So, Pete, do you think Social Security is going to run out of money? Do you think it's in financial trouble? We hear that. It is right now, but it'll get figured out probably, you know, six months or three months before it actually does run out of money. They'll figure something out. Well, Social Security uh, ran a $44 billion surplus in the year 2017. So why is the program in trouble? Well, basically, Americans are now living longer. This means the average Social Security beneficiary is going to be collecting benefits for a much longer period of time. So every time we have medical advances, we think, great, we're all going to live longer. But it's going to cost the country a lot more money in Social Security, more than you paid in, most likely. Also, a lot of baby boomers who are retiring and starting to collect a lot. Yep. That's the next important point. Uh, Baby boomer generation is reaching retirement age. They're collecting Social Security. And that's going to become a major, massive drawdown on Social Security benefits. I read this about six months ago that China, you know, at one point, uh, China limited the amount of children that they allowed. Oh, sure. And they realized that it's now becoming a major, major problem. And they've now opened it up again to allow people to have more children, both because the workforce is shrinking um, and also because there's nobody to support the older, retired you know, generation. Mm-hmm. And it actually happens in a number of European countries, too, when people just aren't having as many babies. So there's only one solution to that problem, Pete. Okay. (laughs) Have more babies. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) Well, um, but it is predicted that in the future, not terribly long in the future, for every person receiving Social Security benefits, there's only going to be one person working to help pay those benefits. So... Population is as much as people are very conflicted about things like immigration. Um, immigration adds more people to the working force. It adds more uh, babies, um, and there's more working people who can support the older people who are retiring and needing to collect. I don't know how I ended up with these quotes in front of me because I'm looking at all of them, and not one of them pertains to growing older or retiring or Social Security, but I'll read two of them anyways because I was chuckling to myself looking at them. Well, go ahead. You're entitled. These are both from George Carlin. I am is reportedly the shortest sentence in the English language. Could it be that I do is the longest sentence? (laughs) Let me think about what that means. Think about that. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. And then the other one from him is, and this one I guess could pertain a little bit to the today's show because Thanksgiving is over. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you had a great one with your family. Mm-hmm. So now Christmas is coming, although uh, all the stores have thought that Christmas is coming for the past two months now. Uh, so this is from George Carlin as well. The main reason Santa is so jolly is because he knows where all the bad girls live. <laughs> That's what I've always thought. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a legitimate Social Security quotation I have to give you, Pete. Social Security is not just another government spending program. 
It's a promise from one generation to another generation. And it is when you think about it. We all pay into Social Security to support the program, but it is costly. Um, this year, at least in the year 2018, uh, we've got a, a 2% increase in Social Security benefit. Um, the Social Security Trust Fund is projected to run out of money in the year 2034, which isn't that far away. Uh, it's only about 14 or 15 years away. And something will have to be done to uh, fix the Social Security program. Congress keeps dodging that bullet, doesn't want to address it. And it's predicted that not that benefits will be decreased necessarily, but they'll probably continue to impose longer time periods before you can begin to start collecting Social Security. In other words, you're going to need to work longer. There's a couple of other really simple things that could be done as, as well. Uh, there's a cutoff point right now when people no longer have to contribute to Social Security. And um, there needs to be probably an increase in the payroll tax at some point to pay for it. But why should somebody's income at roughly $120,000 a year be subject to Social Security up to that much, but somebody making more than that don't have to contribute to Social Security on the excess? That doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. So there's going to have to be some major changes made in it. Social Security, by the way, was first created in 1933 by Congress and President Franklin Roosevelt. It was designed to be a safety net program. And what it now has become has become the main source of income for many, many, many people. Yep. And uh, we, you just mentioned very briefly the cost of living adjustment. That is not something that is automatic. Uh, every single October, the Social Security Administration actually announces what amount the monthly benefits will be increased starting the following January. So they don't automatically do it. Um, when I do Social Security benefit uh, calculations uh, for somebody's uh, Social Security report, I uh, assume a cost of living adjustment of 2.6% because that's the average. Um, but if someone would prefer that I do one that does not have that cost of living adjustment just in case they do not do it, mm-hmm. um, I can enter that as well. I can, I can basically make the cost of living adjustment anything I choose. Um, but in 2009, the cost of living adjustment that the Social Security Administration uh, increased everyone's benefits was 5.8%. The following year and the year after were both zero, so they didn't increase it at all. And then 3.6%, 1.7, 1.5, 1.7, and then zero and 0.3. So it's not a definite, and uh, there are years where they do not do any uh, cost of living adjustment to your benefits. Right, and it's not a political decision, which is an important reminder, and thank you for that, Pete. Um, it's not something that the president decides, oh, I'd like to give a Social Security increase, or Congress does. It's based on a formula. It's based on inflation. You know, in um, the coming weeks, we're going to have a program on Social Security and, and taxes, taxes in particular. Um, Social Security is critically important, but you've got to make good tax decisions as well. And this particular year, 2018, is the first year when the new tax bill actually takes effect. And a lot of people are going to see changes. One prediction has been made, for example, that because the ability to uh, calculate how much withholding should be taken out of your pay based upon the new slightly lower tax rates, because it's much more precise, withholding levels have been adjusted. 
And it's predicted that fewer and fewer people are going to see tax refunds next year when they apply for their taxes. I don't know if you knew that or not. We're going to be talking a lot about taxes on December 12th and December 13th. I was just going to mention that. We're actually 15 minutes in uh, to the show, and we haven't mentioned a couple of key things, and this is one of them. So, Yeah, we're going to be doing some seminars at the Southworth Library at uh, 732 Dartmouth Street in Dartmouth. And um, it's going to be called Taxes Today and Some Estate Planning Strategies. If you don't know taxes, then you're leaving money on the table we're going to be talking about that. It's if a free you, educational workshop, and they are going to be back-to-back on December 12th and December 13th. Which is a Wednesday and a Thursday. And it's from 6.30 to 8, and again, it's at Southworth Library. And if you want to make a reservation to attend that, and you must make a reservation to attend, it's uh, 508-998-8858. Give us a call. And some of the topics will be, can the new tax law help you save money? And we'll go over family-related tax rule changes regarding children, education, high-earning couples, divorce, retirement, and estate planning. You know, it's estimated, Peter, that about 42% of all Americans are going to retire broke. That's a lot. 42% are going to retire broke with nothing for savings, nothing for retirement accounts, and they're really going to be very much dependent upon Social Security. And that's all the more reason why it's critically important to make the right decisions about Social Security. The other key figure on that is that, on average, adults 65 years of age and older will typically spend as much as $46,000 a year on average to support themselves. So these are some tough statistics. Um, The majority of Americans have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. People like to spend money. People don't have jobs that make enough money. Um, People don't pay down debt and do some critically important things to make sure that they can be in a better position. Um, Or the most common answer is, I don't make enough money. Uh, We've talked in the past, as a matter of fact, that uh, more women than men are going to end up uh, financially broke. So let's talk about some Social Security decisions, but go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, a couple minutes ago I said we forgot to mention two things at the top of the show, and the other thing is uh, very important also. This is probably our 10th annual um, uh, Toys for Tots drop-off location that we've had at our office. Good reminder. And it is the lowest amount of donations uh, that we have ever seen. Um, Other than a friend of mine who gave me two big boxes of toys, uh, just the other day, we've received virtually no donations this year um, other than a couple people from the office, including your, you and, and myself and your friend Ed, who dropped off some, some toys as well. Yep. Well, we are a location for uh, Toys for Tots. We're a drop-off center for Toys for Tots. Uh, the request is to uh, bring in a new unwrapped toy or a new article of clothing for a child, for a kid. It can be a gift card. can be um, clothing. It can be... Uh, a toy, you know, a stuffed animal, anything. It doesn't have to be very expensive. It can be just, you know, 5 or $10, but anything and everything helps. Um, so uh, the only um, thing is that it has to be new and unwrapped. Yep, and it can also be a check payable to Toys for Tots. We'll make sure it gets to the right spot. So last year we were able to fill the Toys for Tots box uh, twice. At least twice, yeah. Right now it, it is a little bit slow, but um, we're very close to filling the box for the first time, and our goal is to fill it at least twice. 
So it makes your heart feel good, ladies and gentlemen. It's, and it's for the kids. Whether you are a client already or whether you're just a loyal listener to the radio show, stop in and say hello. Um, everybody's really friendly at the office. And um, uh, we always say that there's all kinds of free pamphlets and booklets and packets of information, as well as copies of the radio shows uh, for the past six years. So if you want to just pop in and say hello, donate a toy, uh, and request any of the information uh, that we have, we'll be happy to give anything of that nature to you. And as a reminder, you're listening to Money Wise by USA Wealth Group. You know, uh, Peter, we've got a lot of great information we can give people if they would like to have information We've got something called the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, a very, very useful publication. It has the charts, the dates, the amounts. What does it mean by full retirement age? It's about Um, six pages long. It's full color and has a lot of information, really useful information about um, how divorce affects Social Security, how uh, being um, a widow affects Social Security, uh, how working affects Social Security after you've begun taking your benefits. And it tells you how to apply for Social Security. You can do it online. You can go to www.socialsecurity.gov. You can sign up for a secure Social Security account, and you should do that. Um, You can also do it on the telephone. You can do it at 800-772-1213, and you can apply for Social Security. Um, We've got a lot of good information, not only this Baby Boomer's Guide for Social Security, Get in touch with our office. We'll be happy to send a copy to you. Call us at 508-998-8858. And I do Social Security um, reports all the time for people. So if you simply just want to come in and have us do a Social Security calculation for you, um, I'm happy to do that as well. And, again, there's many different scenarios. If you have a pension and your Social Security benefits are going to be offset because of that, uh, we have calculators that I do all the time to show you what your benefits will be um, uh, reduced by. There's also a fairly recent uh, bulletin put out by AARP, and it was a special report. Uh, AARP bulletin it was actually November 2018, and it's called Social Security, Our Future Benefits Safe, um, uh, How to Maximize Benefits, Your Questions Answered. So beside the um, information we already have, we'll show you how to get a copy of that report as well. There's no excuse for not having knowledge about Social Security. So here's a myth. A lot of people know that when they reach the age of 65, they have to sign up for Medicare for the most part. If you're still working and covered for uh, health insurance through your company, you, you can wait. But generally at age 65, you have to sign up for Medicare insurance. You've got a seven-month window to do that. You can do it during the month that you turn age 65 you can apply as early as three months prior to the month in which you reach 65. And then you've got three months after the age that you turn 65 that you can apply. And it's really important that you do that and apply for, for Medicare. If you don't, you're going to be penalized. It's going to be a higher cost to you, and it'll be for the rest of your life you're going to pay more for health insurance. So don't forget that. But here's the myth. A lot of people think, gee, in order for, to apply for Medicare at age 65, I have to sign up for Social Security. Well, that's wrong. That's not true. You don't have to apply for Social Security in order to apply for Medicare health insurance. They're, they're two different programs. They're not related. So let's uh, dispel that myth right away. 
One of the uh, biggest changes to Social Security in 2019 uh, is that the biggest cost of living increase um, in seven years is coming. It's going to be 2.8 percent, and that will take place in January. That's, again, the biggest increase since 2011. Yep, and um, also maximum Social Security increases are going up a little bit too. So, And actually one of the key points about uh, that, I'm sorry, just to go back to it really sorry. quickly, if you do not take your Social Security now, if you're age 62, 63, whatever, and delay it, not only does it increase about 8% every year, um, but the cost of living adjustments that Social Security Administration um, either chooses to um, uh, reward you, if you will, every year, that will actually be increased um, once you do start taking your benefits as well. So it's not like you're missing out if you don't take uh, your benefits in 2019. You will get that cost of living adjustment into your Social Security benefits regardless of when you take it. Pete, we're going to take a short break. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to tell you how you can sit down with Peter and have an actual calculation done on the the best, most desirable age. What's the break-even point for you? And we're going to talk about some other important information about Social Security changes coming in 2019. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Our program this morning is on Social Security. And gosh, you can never learn enough about Social Security or say enough about Social Security. So welcome back to Peter Lance also. Welcome back, Pete. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And um, do you know what Rodney Dangerfield once said? A lot of things. I love the man. He said, when I was born, I was so ugly, the doctor slapped my mother. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I liked him a lot. He had a lot of um, self-abusing, self-deprecating he, humor. He, I think he was the first self-deprecating comic, and yeah, he was great. <laughs> well, you know, there's lots of changes in Social Security. Uh, just a quick reminder uh, that um, we do a lot of information on Social Security. We actually like to talk about this several times a year. It's such a critically important subject. And uh, don't get it wrong, but if you want to know how to get it right, um, Peter can sit down with you and help you do a Social Security break-even report. So don't just guess at it. Don't just try to figure out, well, if I do it at 62, um, I'm going to get a smaller amount for the rest of my life. And if I waited until 65 or 66, let's say, um, I'm going to miss those years between 62 and 66 that I won't collect money. So how much longer do I have to live before I would recoup all that difference? And you can actually calculate it. You can do it online, but it's a little complicated on the socialsecurity.gov website. But Peter can sit down with you, and he can uh, fill out the information in the program, run a computer report, print it for you, and show you exactly what's the best age for you to collect Social Security. And right now, a lot of people are thinking, well, I'm going to retire when I'm 65. I'm going to retire when I'm 68. Should I start collecting Social Security at age 66, if I'm going to work until I'm 68 or 69, that's okay. You can look at that. We can still run the numbers for you. Just remember that magic age of 66, full retirement age. Once you reach that full retirement age and you're still working, you can collect Social Security and they're not going to take the dollars back from you. So you might want to do something extra with that money. So there's lots of variations. And as Peter mentioned earlier, you can do uh, delayed collection also, 
and build what's called delayed credits if you wait from 66 to age 70. So roughly from 62 to age 66, if you can wait between there, it goes up about 7% a year. From age 66 to 70, it goes up 8% a year. And let's talk about what some of the maximum amounts of benefits are, Pete. Do you have that little chart handy? Uh, I had, it, if you had don't. it before. I don't have it right yeah, in front of me. Yeah, I've got it right here. So right now, because of the new increase in 2019, the maximum amount that anybody can collect at age 62 is $2,209. But a lot of people listening today are going to be collecting less than that if you collect at 62. If you wait until 60. Uh, excuse me, let's do 70. If you wait until age 70, what's the most amount of money any person can collect from Social Security? Well, in 2019, at age 70, it's $3,770. It's a lot of money, but it's the most money that you can ever collect. So we can help you through that analysis. Um, and again, it's, it's there's a lot of different variables that I can plug in. And a lot of it is based on whether you really need the money from your Social Security benefits or if you can wait and delay it and then therefore earn a larger amount. Um, but also uh, really it, a lot depends on your life expectancy based on your own health and the health of your uh, parents and when they um, have passed or if they're still alive. And if you turn age 62 in the year 2019, your full retirement age is now going to be 66 years and six months. It keeps increasing by another two months. So this uh, break-even analysis that I did for a client recently, uh, basically if he started taking benefits immediately, it would be about $1,600 a month. And if he delayed until age 70, the benefits would increase all the way to $2,340 a month. So that's an increase of almost $800 a month. And uh, the, what, what that means is that if he delays just four years, the break-even age is roughly, let me see, I have, not roughly, I have it exactly right here. Um, he, he would have to be 80 before the uh, benefit to um, delay and start collecting at age 70 would mean a lot more money for him than if he started taking the benefits now. Uh, but he has a good life expectancy. He's healthy, and his fa uh, father lived until age 95. So for him, it makes sense to wait until age 70 because he's going to receive a much larger amount. So these numbers and these charts and these facts are really kind of mind-numbing and, and hard to follow. Um, the important thing is we've got some great publications we can give you, including – Here's the eight biggest changes to Social Security in the year 2019. I guess the most important point we should say in all of this, Peter, is that you know we're not going to talk about Social Security bend points and everything else. It gets to be really very technical and hard to comprehend on the radio. But um, we get a lot of information we can give out to people, and happy to do that. Yeah, and, and you know we talk to people in plain English so they clearly understand what we're talking about and. Uh, what their options are so they can make a, an informed decision as to when they want to start collecting, what, when it makes sense for them. So the likelihood is that Social Security is not going to run out of money. And by the way, the so-called trust fund is an IOU because years and years and years ago, the government actually borrowed all the money out of the federal treasury that was under the Social Security umbrella. And so it's a big IOU. It's, it's all accounting and bookkeeping. But um, the fact is that people need to do more, they need to plan more, and they need to learn more, and we're happy to help them do that. 
on the subject of taxes just as much as you need to know about Social Security. If you don't understand some of the new tax rules, it's like operating with one hand behind your back. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because I have one arm that's currently wrapped up in bandages from having some uh, surgery done. It's going to be removed. Carpal tunnel. Yeah. So these two quotes I have in front of me again, I don't know how I ended up with these. I don't know who printed them and circled them. but I did. Nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm looking at them and, again, laughing. I thought they would suit your personality. Probably Rodney Dangerfield and George Carlin are my two favorite. So I think maybe I should start doing quotes, even if they don't relate to the show, and you can stick to your Mark Twain and Ben Franklin quotes. Um, So this one's from Rodney Dangerfield. My psychiatrist told me I was crazy, and I said I wanted a second opinion. He said, okay, you're ugly too. And then this other one is, I told my wife the truth. I told her I was seeing a psychiatrist. Then she told me the truth, that she was seeing a psychiatrist, two plumbers, and a bartender. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love Rodney uh, Dangerfield. So here's something interesting I bet a lot of people don't know. So we've said that in 2019 there's going to be an increase in Social Security benefits. Guess what else is going up in 2019? The cost of Medicare insurance. So on the one hand, the government is giving you a little bit more money in your Social Security check. On the other hand, they're taking it away from you because they're going to charge you a little bit more for Medicare insurance. Bottom line is you're really not going anywhere. It's like the old hamster wheel. Yep. Did you ever have a hamster wheel, Pete? I think I had hamsters when I was a kid. Yes, you did. Yeah. So you put that out of your memory already. (laughs) No, actually, I don't know why I just remembered this. One of them bit one of my friend's noses and hung on and was hanging off of his nose. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't there to see that. I probably would have launched it across the room or something. (laughs) Well, again, you can find out how big your Social Security check is going to be in 2019. Or if you're thinking about retiring, go into www.socialsecurity.gov, and they'll give you information. It's actually a 2.8% increase. Yeah, again, the highest uh, increase in seven years, eight years. Peter, you mentioned earlier that – even if somebody is divorced, well, let's start out with a deceased person first. I think everybody knows that if you're married and um, one spouse dies, then the surviving spouse doesn't continue to get both checks, but they will get the larger of the two checks, basically. Right. And so that's something to think about, too. If you are a couple thinking about retirement and you say, great, we're going to have two Social Security checks, just remember that when one person dies – the smaller check is going to disappear. So income planning for all of this is uh, critically important. Um, In 2019, uh, in order to help pay for some of the increases in Social Security, payroll taxes are going to be higher also. So it's a really big, fine engine that's out there running around to try to calculate all this. And I mentioned earlier that the maximum Social Security earnings – is an important figure. In 2019, you can earn up to $132,900, and you're still going to be contributing uh, for Social Security times the required percentage up to that full amount. But if you earn more than $132,900, you don't pay Social Security tax on the increase over that. I'm not sure that's a good decision. The other thing with regards to spousal benefits is if uh, one spouse has a really significantly higher um, Social Security benefit, the other spouse can claim half of their benefit 
um, instead of collecting their own. So, for example, if uh, one spouse is going to be receiving $2,000 a month for their benefit, uh, the other spouse can um, get a $1,000 benefit, which is half, and that might make sense if their um, own benefit was, say, you know, $800 a month or something. And before everybody goes running around saying, I want half of my spouse's benefit, there are some extreme limitations and in, in, uh, uh, critical decision points on that. First of all, in order to qualify at that level, both spouses have to be at full retirement age, age 66. So if you have one spouse who starts to collect it, and, and secondly, the person that you want to claim from has to have reached full retirement age, age 66. So let's assume the husband's age 66, but his wife is 62. Uh, and she says, I want my spousal benefit. She's not going to get 50% of his benefit because she's not full retirement age herself. She's going to get a lesser percentage. So don't automatically assume that you can go out and get a 50% benefit. You really need to sit down um, either with a Social Security office or check down with us, and we'll give you the exact figures what you could get. And you always like to mention this, uh, that uh, people can collect off of a um, – former spouse when they are divorced if they were married for more than 10 years and there can actually be if someone was married you know multiple times as long as the person was married 10 plus years 10 or more years um, anybody that is now a former spouse through divorce can collect off of that person's social security benefits and that person will never be aware of it they won't even know right well, I, I told this story before. I'll just mention it quickly again. I've, I've had one woman in the office who was recently divorced, and I said, how long was your marriage? And it was more than 10 years. And she said, but his prior wife is also collecting Social Security off his account. I said, was her marriage also 10 years? And she said, yes. And he, she said then, but he had a first wife that is also collecting, so can I still collect? And I said, was that first marriage also 10 years? And she said, yes. So this gentleman had been married three separate times. All three marriages were more than 10 years. This is a true story. I didn't make this up. And all three women are able to collect off of his record as a surviving spouse, as a spousal benefit. Now, I want to know how she knew that the other spouses, the other former spouses, were collecting Social Security. Did they all get together and just sort of laugh around, you know, coffee every Sunday morning? I don't know, but I was thinking of something else. I was thinking, well, did he plan this on purpose to sort of populate the area with women who can collect off of his Social Security benefit? I don't think anybody chooses to get divorced. Or maybe it was just a 10-year itch (laughs) instead of a 7-year itch. I don't know. But it is true. And, you know, I I joke about this once in a while at a conference and say maybe this is one of the reasons why um, Social Security is actually running out of money. Um, We mentioned at the first half of the show a couple of things, and I just would like to say these uh, quick announcements again. We are doing a free educational workshop called Taxes Today and Estate Planning Strategies on Wednesday and Thursday, December 12th and 13th at 6.30 at the Southworth Library at 732 Dartmouth Street. And we're going to be talking about how the new tax law can help you save money, possibly, uh, as well as family-related tax rule changes regarding children, education, higher earning couples, divorce, retirement, and estate planning. 
Uh, you do need to make a reservation. Uh, th- that location especially tends to fill up quickly. The phone number to make your reservation is 508-998-8858. And go ahead. I just want I was going to say this is entirely too serious for me, Peter. I'm sorry. What? Me? <laughs> yes. Rodney Dangerfield once said <laughs> A girl phoned me the other day and said, "Come on over. There's nobody home." I went over. Nobody was home. The day has come where I'm too serious for you. I see pigs <laughs> flying. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, again, we have been a Toys for Tots drop-off uh, location at 352 Fonts Corner Road for probably about 10 years or maybe even more now. And uh, the donations are down this year in pre- from previous years. So please consider dropping off a new unwrapped gift of any kind and for any age. Don't forget the older children, you know, the 14, 15, 16-year-olds. Um, they need gifts as well. You can drop off a gift card, a check, cash, um, anything, and we'll make sure that that gets to the Marine Corps Reserve's Toys for Tots program. It really is important. This is the time of year, and as I said, it makes your heart feel good. Yep, it does. Do something for a kid always makes your heart feel good. So uh, we've already mentioned earlier that Social Security benefits are adjusted for inflation, but we've been in a very low inflationary environment. Um, you know, I think it's worthwhile mentioning right now, Pete, that this is really an unusual time for investments, too, isn't it? Holy cow. I mean, the stock market has been going down and down and down and down. It's it's a total seesaw, but more down than, than up lately. Well, we tell people not only think about Social Security, but think about what can you do to get a little bit more conservative if you have financial investments and protect your investments, because... The one thing you don't want to do is when you're retired or getting closer to retirement, you don't want to lose your principal. You may not have enough years to wait for it to come back up again. If you are retired or close to retiring, you know, in the next five or ten years thinking about retiring or you're already retired and you have um, a lot or most of your um, assets, um, retirement savings in the market, you really should come in and speak with us. Um, We helped out so many people. Uh, especially back in 2008, um, who did not lose anything when a lot of their friends, family, neighbors did. You know, I was thinking about you this morning when I was reading some of this Rodney Dangerfield stuff too, Pete. You're giving me the cross-eyed look again. Am I being too serious again? No, but I I thought you would appreciate this one, Um, Rodney Dangerfield. This morning when I put on my underwear, I could hear the Fruit of the Loom guys laughing at me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's especially for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, um, Social Security cost of living increases are not going to be enough money to help you keep pace with your expenses or inflation. So it is important that you um, keep pace with inflation by looking at other things in your life that are important. And um, we can show you, and we're happy to provide for you, exactly What's the optimal time for you to collect Social Security benefits? Have you done a budget for retirement? Do you have an income plan? Are you concerned about running out of money? If you have any questions in these areas or any concerns about running out of money or whether you can afford to retire at all or what is, you know, what is your financial status like, make an appointment and come see us because this is all we do. We'll help you with your budget. We'll help you look at your income sources and your assets. We'll help you figure out, do you have enough money to last? 
I had people just this past week, well, I, I see you know, a number of people every week, and we make adjustments to what they're doing. I see people who are taking money out of their largest earning investments, for example, because they want money to live on, and yet they've got other things that are making nothing for them. And I say, why don't you spend down first some of the money that's not making any money for you? Yeah, we see people who have a pretty good interest rate in some accounts, and yet they're taking money out of their bank account instead to pay for – or the opposite, I'm sorry. They, they have a lot of money in their bank account, and they're not using that money, but they're withdrawing money from uh, an older annuity or an, a 401K. Uh, and we tell them, listen, you know, let that money grow, especially when it's earning much more, and take the money out of your savings or out of this uh, CD or whatever. Um, and that that's actually a good point you just brought up about the budget form. So many people don't really know how much they're taking in versus how much they're spending every month. And when we give them the budget form, we go over it with them, they finally get a clear picture of their short their surplus or their shortfall every month. And then we go over things and say, okay, how can we reduce um, certain things in your budget that you're spending um, or possibly even eliminate them to better your position? And so many people come in who are either retired already and word that they're going to run out of uh, money before they're gone or who are still working and don't want to be anymore. And we either tell them, yes, you can retire now uh, or you can retire at this age or if you're already retired you will run out of money at age 105, so you are fine, and they are so gratified um, and, and relieved in meeting with us. Mm-hmm. We see people with virtually no assets and no income, and we see people with very high assets and a very high income, and everything in between. And uh, just this past week, Peter and I sat down after a client left, and we looked at numbers and said, based on what they're doing right now and based on what they're spending and what they have, uh, and they're in their early 60s, they're going to run out of money in 10 years. And what can we do to help them? You know, can we do something to do recommend a reverse mortgage, or can we do something to look at their budget? I've seen people spending large sums of money in their budget when they really didn't have the resources to do it. It was actually even more specific than that. It was 12.8 years because we went down exactly with what their budget was now versus the assets that they had and how much they were taking of those assets every year. And when you do the calculation out, uh, it was 12.8 years that they were going to run out of money. And that means 78 years old, and they're probably going to live longer than that. So you need to make a plan because most people don't plan. Most people haven't put money aside for retirement. They think they're going to live on Social Security, and it's probably not going to be enough. It was never designed to be um, all of your income coming in, or it was never really designed to be a program just to support you. It was designed to be a safety net to fill in the gaps. Yeah, and again, when Social Security was put into place, most people, when they retired, had a pension. And that pension covered, you know, about 80% of their current uh, earnings, and then Social Security was supposed to fill in the gaps, and um, very few people receive pensions any longer. So it doesn't cost anything to come in and meet with us. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. Meet with me or meet with Peter, and we'd be happy to sit down and talk. Uh, we'll ask you to bring in some financial information. We like to do a budget for everybody. Uh, Peter can sit down with you and go through and do a computerized Social Security break-even report to show you when you're going to um, – uh, what's the best age for you to take money? If you take it at wait until 66, what's the break even? How long do you have to live before you're going to make up the difference for the money you didn't collect 
on those earlier ages. And if you do not have uh, Social Security statements, uh, you can come into the office and I'll sit and uh, sit next to you with a computer and actually create an account with the Social Security Administration so you can see exactly what your uh, benefit will be. And then I can do calculations from there using uh, software that we actually pay an annual fee. It's a very high-tech software that mm-hmm. um, is how I can run all these reports. Right. And um, don't forget to go back and check your record if you're already collecting Social Security. Check your earnings history because uh, we've discovered a number of cases when m- mistakes have been made. We can go back and help correct mistakes, and you can end up getting a larger sum of money for Social Security. I'd like to close today, Pete, again by just reminding people that this is the time of year when it's important to think about helping people who don't have as much. And think about uh, making a donation to Toys for Tots or one of the other good charities that are in the area. Do something to help others. Uh, it's good for your heart. It makes you feel good. It's good for the kids because they're going to end up with something that they wouldn't have had otherwise. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We are a an official collection center for Toys for Tots. Bring in a new unwrapped toy uh, or gift or article of clothing. Um, it's for the kids. And, Peter, just a last reminder about our tax conference that we've got coming up. Yep, uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks here, Wednesday, December 12th, and Thursday, December 13th, Southworth Library, uh, Taxes Today and Estate Planning Strategies, uh, Southworth Library in Dartmouth, and uh, you, you really must make a reservation because this location will fill out uh, 508-998-8858. You know, Peter, in this highly charged political season and political rhetoric on both sides of the country and both sides of the parties, I want to give you a quotation from Rodney Dangerfield that I think is appropriate. I get no respect. The way my luck is running, if I was a politician, I would be honest. You like that one? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, happy holidays. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your family. We'll see you again next week on the radio.